Hey, y'all. Welcome to the new episode of Real Talk with T. I am T Pringle, your host, and I'm so excited that you decided to tune in and listen to um, this episode. This episode is one that actually started off in my quiet time, but God wanted me to share it with you all. And so I pray that it touches you. I pray that it um, helps you in your walk with Christ. And I pray that you will feel love. You will feel that God is still desiring that close fellowship with you after this. And I pray that it really does help you. I want to thank everyone who listens to my podcast. Um, to be honest, this was not something that I actually thought of, I really believe it was something God put on my heart to start. And so I'm super excited that it is reaching so many different countries and it's reaching so many different people. And the prayer is for it to continue to help people, to continue to um, push you closer to God, because that is the whole point of it. It is not to glorify me. It is to glorify the Father, and I pray that you are blessed by this episode. So I'm going to pray us in, and then I'm going to get into it. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. I thank you, Father, for each and every person who is listening under the sound of my voice. I pray that you um, personally, God, know what they need, and I pray that their need is met on today. I pray, God, that this will provide some type of direction and to help them to realize that you love them, and that is why you have allowed them to be listening on today. I thank you so much for just waking me up this morning with the activity of my limbs out in my right mind. My baby is healthy. Everything has been great. And I just thank you so much. I just thank you for the strength that you have been providing me during this time. And I thank you for the strength that you have been giving giving the listeners as well. I pray, God, that this will be an episode that draws some people back to fellowship with you. And I pray that you also help me to prioritize our quiet time more in my own life, God. So I repent for not being as attentive as I need to be. And I pray, God, that going forward, you will help me to um, put you first in everything. So I just thank you and I praise you in Jesus name. Amen. So I'm going to start off reading from my journal. And like I said, this is my personal journal. This is something that I actually wrote and I was talking to God in my quiet time and he wanted me to share with um, you guys on my podcast. So the title of this podcast is Where's My Heart? And yeah, let's just jump into it. So the journal entry states, Dear Lord, today as I sat at the edge of my bed, I sense your peace. Along with this piece, I sense your heart and your heart just wants me to want you. As Christians, sometimes we replace a heart change with behavior modification. You don't want our legalistic views. You want our hearts. Your word says in Proverbs 4.23 to guard my heart above all else for it determines the course of my life. So, When I started um, off in this way, it then switched because then he wanted me to actually start providing practical ways of guarding our hearts and making sure that our heart's desire is to please him. So I've been asking God personally where I needed to start to rebuild my relationship and intimacy with him. When... We focus on behavioral modification. We tend to focus on the outside. 
But what I have been missing personally is a change of heart, which is the true definition of repentance. Repentance is a change of mind, a turning away from sin, also um, a turning away from sin and disobedience or rebellion and turning back to God. So I know a lot of times we've heard in church to repent, repent, repent. And sometimes we find ourselves in this cycle where we're repenting, we're repenting, but we're going back to the same thing. So repentance in its actual definition is a turning away from sin, disobedience or rebelling, um, rebellion and turning back to God. So what I was attempting to do was change my behavior without having a true heart change. According to my Bible dictionary, the heart is the inner self that thinks, feels, and decides. So no one of the words says to guard it. And no wonder repentance requires you to change your mind or your heart about the sin that you are um, operating in. Because our whole life will come from our hearts, which is so amazing to me. So if the heart consists of thinking, emotions, feeling, and decision, then let's break down each one so we can know how to guard each part. And if I'm going too fast, guys, bear with me. Um, I definitely don't want to rush through this, but it's definitely something that I believe will help all of us in our walk. Um, a lot of times we're being taught to guard our hearts. We're being taught to repent. But do we really understand the real meaning of those words? How do you guard your heart? How do you repent? So that's what I want to get into today. And I also believe that with living in this world today, a lot of us, we want to please God. We want to honor him and things like that. But I believe that some of us have allowed our hearts to go astray. We're still going to church and things like that because it's a part of our motion. But are we really allowing God's word to actually change our hearts, not just our actions and our behaviors, because I believe a lot of people get so caught up in what they do and what they don't do. But I really believe that if our heart's desire, our heart's true desire is to please God, then I really believe that our lives would show it. Where we spend our time, where we spend our money, what we're thinking about, all of those things come from our heart because he said in his word, our, from our hearts flows the issues of life. So basically, whatever is in your heart shows up in your life. And so even with me, with taking this in, I was just like, wow, God, you know, I repent for my heart going astray. And I think that sometimes we repent for the actions more than we re repent for our heart, that my heart was not in the right place. That's why I said what I said to her or my heart was in the wrong place. That's why I value this person's um, opinion above God's or above anybody else's. And I think that once we get to the root, which is our heart, we will be able to see how God can truly transform us from the inside out. So, like I said, we're going to break down um, our thinking, our emotions, and our decision making. And then we're going to talk about how we can guard each of those different areas. So, 
So our thinking will consist of our thoughts or our mind. Ephesians 4.23 states that we should be renewed by the spirit of our mind. Some, excuse me, renewed by the spirit of the transforming of our minds. Some translations, like I just said, says transform. And so we say renew our mind, right? So what does that actually mean? And I want you to think about that. So I used to hear all the time people say, renew your mind, renew your mind, renew your mind. But how do you do that? How do you do that? And what does that actually look like? So first, let's get into the definition of renew. Renew means to give fresh life or strengthen to replace something that is broken or worn out or to reestablish a relationship. All of these definitions can relate to what the Bible wants us to do. Renewing our mind means to exchange our own thoughts for what the word of God says, to train our minds to think on things holy and pure, to replace worldly thoughts with God's thoughts through his word. And to be honest, this is not easy, especially when you have allowed certain thoughts to dominate you for so long. But the Holy Spirit is there to assist you and me. So whatever you want to renew your mind about, find a scripture and speak over yourself and act on it. And that is the key, I believe, to this whole process. If you really want to allow the word of God to transform and renew your mind, you have to act on it. A lot of times we speak these things over ourselves, but when we're presented with those thoughts, when we're presented with those things, we tend to go back to our old way, which is, this is not a condemnation message. Trust me, because I'm having to do the same thing. I, um, If you listen to my podcast from um, last year when I talked about everything that kind of happened in my life up until this point I spent a whole year of allowing those thoughts to dominate me basically I had in between moments when I would remember who I was and I would grab a hold of the word of God but majority of the time of 2020 my mind was being bombarded and dominated by negative thoughts and I believe in the beginning that I really was attacking those thoughts and fighting back, but eventually I got tired and I ended up giving in to those thoughts. And through those thoughts, my actions began to change towards God. My heart began to change towards God. So when we're talking about renewing our mind and I say that we should find a scripture and speak it over ourselves and act on it, we need to focus on the application part of scripture. Instead of on knowing scripture, but not actually stepping out there and stepping out there and actually doing it. And I believe that all of these things will actually lead us to reestablishing our relationship with God. You will never know what God can actually do in your life if you never act on his word, if you never really trust him enough to follow in his instructions. So the first thing, which was our mind to renew our thinking and by doing this or how to do this is by taking a scripture that is related to something <clears throat> that we are dealing with and continuing to repeat it to ourselves and also acting the opposite of what those negative thoughts are saying. So, for instance, if I am worrying and the Bible says, do not worry. Right. 
then I'll say, Lord, I am not going to worry. I command these thoughts to submit to the word of God, whatever that scripture is, and I will not worry. So when worry comes up against you in a particular area, area, you do the opposite of what worry wants you to do. Worry wants you to be anxious. Worry wants you to be fearful. So you'll speak over yourself. I shall not fear. The Lord is with me. He walks with me. He cares about me. He told me not to worry, et cetera, et cetera. And then that way, those thoughts have to submit to the word of God. So for as long as it takes, if you had to repeat it every day, every five seconds, every five minutes to yourself, those thoughts have to submit to the word of God. And having specific scriptures help because <clears throat> the word of God is powerful. It cuts down anything that is not like God, including those thoughts in our mind that don't line up with God's word. Okay. So <clears throat> the second area of our hearts is emotions and feelings. Y'all, this one used to always be the one and I'm still working on it, to be honest, that sometimes trips me up because emotions and feelings can feel so real, but they're really not. And they change so often, which is so crazy. So <laughs> the Bible tells us to be led by the spirit of God. Galatians 516 says to walk habitually or continuously in the Holy Spirit, seek him and be responsive to his guidance. And then we will not carry out the sinful nature of our flesh. So what is the opposite of walking in your feelings or being in your feelings? Because this has been a thing I think that um, been a phrase or whatever. I'm in my feelings or you in your feelings or whatever the case may be. Or with Jasmine Sullivan now, pick up your feelings. So <laughs> um, yeah, this is a big, big area. And if you are a woman, you know that sometimes our emotions can be all over the place. So as I was writing and reading the word, God was revealing to me the opposite of being in your feelings is walking by the spirit of God. And we're going to talk about how to do that. First thing we need to know about feelings and emotions is that they are not, not, meant or created to be our gods. They do need to be acknowledged. I'm not saying that you need to just walk around like a robot and not care, but they should never be in a place where they are our gods. That's the thing I feel like, or they are um, honored above the word of God. Well, I feel like, or it seems like and to be honest, this has gotten a lot of us, if we could be truthful with ourselves, into trouble because we felt like something. So we gave into that something. Listen, the Bible tells us that we need to be walking continuously by the Holy Spirit, seeking him and being responsive to his guidance, which means when you're walking in the spirit, you are allowing him to guide you and you're responding to that guidance. And then we will not sin against God. And I know that I lived, okay, in my feelings in 2020. Like I really did. And so I am, <laughs> I am also, like I said, having to retrain myself to walk by the spirit of God. 
And a lot of times that comes from our flesh being um, dominant over the spirit, which is something that God desires for us to change. And so our emotions and our spirit are constantly at odds. So how many times have you allowed how you feel to lead you down the wrong path? I know I have. God wants his spirit to be our leader. Emotions aren't stable. They change all the time. And emotions are needed, but they are terrible. Like I said, they're terrible gods. So let's talk about how we actually walk by the spirit. By being obedient to the word of God. Romans 7, 5 states that if we live in our feelings or flesh, we will end in death. But if we will, if we live and walk by the spirit, it will lead us to life. So renewing our mind through the word of God, allowing the spirit of God to actually lead us is how we continue to guard our hearts. The third part is our decisions. As we know, our decisions are determined by where or who has our hearts, which is the reason why this is called, where's my heart? This is why God tells us to love the Lord God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. That's That's found in Matthew 22, 37, which is the greatest commandment there is. What we decide to do determines who has our hearts. I know a lot of people, we, we've heard this saying that God knows my heart or whatever the case may be. And that's actually true. However, people usually use that, that statement when it's them trying to justify something that they're doing that does not line up with what God would want them to do. Y'all, I hope that I am articulating this the way I feel it, but we have to know where we actually stand with God. We can't think that because we aren't as bad as someone else or that the things that we struggle with are just, oh, it's no problem. The Lord knows. He forgives grace and mercy. But we actually have to check our own hearts. If if your life comes out of your heart, if you look around at the things that are in your life, do they really reflect the God that we serve? That's something that we all have to ask. If we are continuously struggling with a with a specific a specific sin or challenge, maybe it has less to do with what you're doing on the outside or the outside influences and it has more to do with your heart condition. I really believe that God's word is true. I definitely believe that. And I believe that Christianity is a journey. I am listening to a book and one thing that he stated in the book is that how can we judge people for where they are when God actually doesn't judge us fully until he returns. To me, that really hit me because God is literally, every day you wake up in the morning, he is giving us grace and mercy 
to return home. Grace and mercy to try another day. Grace and mercy to do what we know we need to do. And I really believe that this is the time for us to really check our hearts. I really do believe that I do believe Jesus is coming back soon. And I believe that he wants our hearts. You know, a lot of us serve in ministry. We do all these things outside. We even use our gifts because that's what my focus has been this year is maximizing my gifts. But I'm not forgetting the fact that my heart needs to be pure before God. And that's why I am. I started to seek him about trying to reestablish that connection and intimacy because I knew there were some things blocking the way. But what he actually revealed to me is that it's not all these things. It's just my heart has not been turned back to him. And so I really, really want you guys to think about these practical tips. Like I said, renewing our minds include taking the word of God and canceling those thoughts, replacing those negative um, demonic sometimes thoughts that are in our mind and replace it with the word of God. Take a scripture that relates to what's going on in your mind and replace it with the word of God. Two, stop allowing your feelings to lead you. Your feelings are liars. They are not stable and God does not want us living in our feelings. God wants us to live by the spirit of God that's on the inside of us. And how we do that is by being obedient, allowing him to lead us. Whatever his word states, that's what we do. To walk by the spirit means that we are not letting our flesh dominate us. Our flesh is not telling us what to do. Basically, everything that your flesh tells you to do, do the opposite. Because the flesh is a liar as well. And so, yeah. The third thing would be our decisions that we make. The decisions that we make in life are based off our hearts. We have to make sure that our hearts are pure and clean before God. If you keep deciding to go back to that relationship or deciding to indulge in that sin, I'm talking to myself too, then there has not been a heart change towards that thing. The Bible says to hate sin, to hate what is wrong, and to love what is right. And so if we are still loving those things that breaks God's heart, we need to go to him and ask him to help purge us of our sin, to help us to get back on the right track so that our decisions that we make will look godly, will be in the direction that he wants us to be in. And so I really believe, guys, that this is a time that God is wanting us to really, really tap in to him. Um and I pray that this is a call of repentance, not just for you guys, because first of all, like I said, this was started off as being me, him working on my heart. If you've been trying to find out where you need to reestablish work on your relationship with God, then guess what? It's a change of heart, taking his word about the things that actually our flesh loves and finding out what God says about it and doing what God says about it. Not allowing our flesh to trick us into thinking that it's okay for us to do this because everybody has sin. No, God 
wants our hearts. If he has our hearts, our decisions, our thinking, us walking by the spirit will come. It will flow out of us into our lives. So if you've been asking God, where do I start? You don't know where to start. Here it is. The things that we love that God does not love, find in the word where he talks about it and renew your mind on that thing. Turn away from that sin. Turn away from the enemy playing tricks with your mind and allow the spirit of God to pull you back to where you need to be in right fellowship with him. It's not easy, but it's the best and the most beautiful thing that we could do. Jesus is not mad at us. He's literally waiting for us to turn back to him so he can open his arms and welcome me home and me home. So I'm super excited um, about this walk with God. I am definitely expecting to see so much more growth from myself from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And yeah, God wants our hearts, guys. So um, if you're wanting to know, like I said, you wanted to know what God wants from you. He wants your heart and not just your lips, not just your hands, but your heart. He wants to be number one in our hearts. So I'm just going to pray us out. Um, and yeah, that'll be it. I pray that this has blessed you. Um, I know it's not like a super long podcast, but I didn't want it to be that long this time. But I hope that it blesses you. And I pray that we can all, we all get to heaven together, guys. That's the goal. I want to see Jesus. And um, the Bible says only the pure in heart shall see God. And I want my heart to be pure and holy before him when he comes back. I don't want him to find me indulging in any kind of sin or indulging in things I should not be indulging in. I want him to find me waiting on him, working in my purpose and loving him with all that's in me. And I pray that that is your desire too. And if it's not your desire, pray that God gives you the desire to, to serve him again. I think that sometimes we are so deep about what we can go to God about in prayer. It is nothing wrong with you saying, God, my heart has strayed. Please help me to get back on the right track. That's the prayers that he wants more than God bless me with this house or God bless me with this car. It's God purify my heart so that I can see you. That's the goal. So I'm going to pray. And I pray that this has helped you the way it's helped me. I know I kind of was stuttering in the beginning, but I pray God gets the glory. So let's pray. Lord God, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for divine appointment. I pray, Lord God, that whoever is listening to this, um, that it will bless them, God, that it will draw them back to you. I pray, God, that it will help. You will help me to do the same, Father, for I do not want to minister or teach something that I am not doing. Lord, I thank you that you are leading us all back to you, Father, that we will put those things aside and that we will focus only on you, on the things that you desire from us. God, God, snatch any idols out of our hearts, God. Snatch any idols out of our minds in the name of Jesus. And just bring your children back to you, Lord God. I thank you so much for this opportunity. I pray by the Spirit of God that it will touch 
as many people as you want it to touch. And I pray, God, that this will be a wake up call for all of us to watch what is going on in our heart, to guard our thinking, to guard our emotions, to guard um guard everything in our life with the word of God. I pray that you will give back desires right now in the name of Jesus. You will give back passions to serve you, to love you, and to believe you above all else, God. So I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this day. And I pray, God, that you will draw someone back to you because it's all for your glory. It's not for my glory. It's all for your glory. So I just thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I thank you guys. Remember, God wants your heart. Your heart to him is worth more than everything that you are doing right now. Let's make sure our hearts are right before the Lord. So I thank you guys. I thank you for listening. Um, I pray that this was not all over the place, but I do thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, There will be more podcasts to come. Also, if you have not... um, if you don't know, I am, um, I have started my own hair oil um, brand, um, R828, based off the scripture, Romans 828. And I would love for you guys to support. Um, if you follow me on Instagram at I am his 1107, you can click the link in my bio to purchase. If you um, follow me on Facebook at Shanice Pringle, um, you also can purchase from there as well. And it's an all natural um, herbal herbal oil that promotes hair growth, rejuvenates, and moisturizes hair can be used for men, women, and children. Um, They are going for $15 right now. And so, yeah, Um, if you are interested, just hit me up and let me know. But I pray that you are blessed, that you live holy, that God um, continues to pull you closer to him and you get deeper in your relationship with them. So I thank you for listening. And until next time, this has been Real Talk with T and I'm your host, T Pringle. Have a blessed day.